a very good day to you. My name is Apostle Timmy Evans, the Senior Pastor of Grace Grand Christian Center, Accra, Ghana. You have come to the hub of spiritual upliftment, where your spirit and your soul will be lifted with undiluted word of God and spirit-filled worship. Continue to listen to enjoy today's episode. This podcast is proudly brought to you by our anchor partners. You can become a member through these three major channels. Visit at at underscore events on Instagram. Select view shop. Choose between donate or sponsor an episode. Visit at events missions on Facebook. Select shop. Choose between donate or sponsor an episode. Visit at events dot life. Choose donate or sponsor an episode. When you sponsor an episode, we will give you a shout out. And when you also donate, we will also give you a shout out and send our prayers to you. It is very important that we all contribute whatever we can to the spread of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, the name that is above our name, Lord, I want to thank you for the privilege you have given unto me, to your children, to come to this wonderful day. Lord, this is the day you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, visit our spirit, soul, and body today and eliminate every deposit of darkness. Anything you did not plant that is currently prospering in our life, we will put them by the power in the name of Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, we ask you to pour out your spirit, to pour out your grace, your favor upon us in the mighty name of Jesus. Arise, O God, and let all your enemies be scattered in the name of Jesus. Arise, O God, let your enemies be scattered in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Dear Lord, arise and pull down every demonic stronghold assigned against our life in Jesus' name. We have prayed. Make this declaration with me. Say, Father Lord, I thank you for the rainbow of unfailing promises. Thank you for the rainbow of of your unfailing promises. Holy Spirit, anoint my prayers to move the hands of God to suddenly do miracles in my life. In the mighty name of Jesus, say, by the fire of the Holy Ghost, I burn every garment of reproach to ashes in the name of Jesus. With terrible speed, O Lord, arise and intervene in my situation in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Every power assigned to kill my laughter, you are a liar. I command you to die in the name of Jesus. See, I apply the blood of Jesus to break every curses that is working against my advancement working against my finances in the mighty name of Jesus. Curses and covenants of satanic delays operating in my life break in the name of Jesus. God will bless them that bless me and curse them that curse me in the mighty name of Jesus. I position myself by fire for divine intervention. I position myself by fire for divine intervention. In the mighty name of Jesus. The Lord is my helper. 
I will not be afraid in the name of Jesus. The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid in the name of Jesus. Say, oh God, arise. Intervene in my situation today in the precious name of Jesus. Lastly, say, oh God, my Father, put in my hands the moment the keys of my breakthrough. Keep put in my hands this moment the keys of my breakthroughs, the keys of my financial breakthroughs. In the name of Jesus Christ, in Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you are listening to me from, open your Bible with me this morning to the book of First, I mean Second Timothy. We are looking at Apostle Paul's affirmation on his relationship and commitment to the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. He said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Verse 8. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 8. Apostle Paul was still talking to Bishop James, Bishop Timothy. Speaking to him about his relationship with the gospel and encouraging him to also have the same mentality and at the same time encouraging us to have the same mentality towards the gospel. So don't be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner. Instead, share in suffering of the gospel, relying on the power he has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. This has now been made evident through the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. For this gospel I was appointed a herald, apostle, and a teacher. That is why I suffer these things. But I am not ashamed, because I know the one I have believed in, and I'm persuaded that he is able to guard what has been entrusted to me until that day. We are currently in the end time, and a lot of things are propping up. We live in a society that criminalizes preaching the gospel. You open your Facebook, people are tagging you in pornography. People are tagging you in naked pictures on Instagram. You open your Instagram. There is constant post of naked people People you did not follow, people you are not, you don't have, any, your account doesn't have anything to do with. They pop up and they, they dance all this nonsense dance, they, this seductive dance they dance. Instagram, Facebook, 
will never take those posts down. Even when you report them, they will reply you and tell you that the post did not violate their community rule. But as a Christian, immediately you post anything that talks about Jesus. You post anything that talks about the gospel. They flag your your post, they flag your comment, and they take it down. It has happened to me several times. I think I have more than more than eight warnings on my Facebook. Even commenting, somebody came and gave thanks to God that their friendship has been 10 years and I just commented under it. My comment was, wow, it's been 10 years already. God is really faithful. That was all I wrote. The next thing, my comment received a warning that my comment has violated the community rule. I asked myself, in what way as my comment violated the community because I gave glory to God. The person who is celebrating these 10 years in their life, they are celebrating the faithfulness of God in their own life. The person is also a Christian. And I commented on that same post. Wow, it's been 10 years already. Glory to God. And Facebook flagged my, my comment and put down my comment. Social media has become part of us, has become part of the voice, part of the platform we have to propagate the gospel. You know that they deliberately shadow ban any gospel message that is meant to reach souls, that is meant to touch people. They shadow ban it. They, they have some algorithm that they have programmed into all this app to ensure that this post does not reach many people. But when, it's, when it comes to pornography, when it comes to people shooting guns and displaying violence, comedies that are provocative and seductive in nature, Facebook will promote it. Instagram will promote it. In a world where society frowns at you even preaching the gospel at your workplace, we have in some country a dying patient, a dying patient, his family can sue you if you preach the gospel of Jesus to him and he gave his life to Christ and eventually died. They can even blame you for his death and you can go to jail. In certain society, the Western culture, we are heading towards the time of the greatest persecution of the saint. A lot of us, as we have lost touch with preaching the gospel, we have now chosen the gospel of sensationalism. We talk more about healing, we talk more about miracle, we talk more about deliverance. We refuse to spread the gospel of the love of Jesus to the sinners because we know that we will be shamed in our place of work. You see that we lose our job. You see that we were laughed at. You see that we were ridiculed because we are speaking against the trend. 
homosexuality is now popular, Trans- transgenderism is popular. Now there are both, there are computer robots that are listening to every audio, reading every post to see the word, to see certain word inside. Once those words are inside, that person who is preaching the message becomes a target. All their staff will be watching you, they will be monitoring you. Immediately you say anything against all these evil trends, your account is taken down. We're in a, in a world where preaching the gospel is now a sin. They are trying to bring freedom of religion. And even the Pope, the, the, the Christian leaders are now trying to adhere to all these rules in the name of peace. Even when a Muslim is having challenges in their life, and I know that Jesus provided that solution that they are needing, they are looking for, when I preach to that Muslim, I am, it is considered to be an hate speech. And my account may be taken down, and in a certain country, you might even be jailed. So looking at all these things, in your place of work, in your environment, everybody knows you to be a preacher of the gospel. But now, we are being muzzled by the society. We can't talk against certain vices, we can't talk against immorality, we can't talk against things that are ungodly in our society without our account being taken down. So the question is, in such situation, in such persecution era, would you be ashamed of the gospel? Would you be silenced? Would you switch to using your lifestyle preach the gospel. One of the best ways to extend gospel to people is by allowing the love of Christ to engulf us, by allowing our life to reflect the love of Christ. In fact, that is the best way to preach the gospel. It is not only by our words, but we must also do it by our actions. Christians now lie against each other Everybody is selfish. Even at the place of war, Christians are fighting against each other. You see, when you are corrupt in your place of work, how are you going to be able to preach the gospel in that place? When you are a womanizer, a drunk, where you are drinking, how are you able to preach the gospel in that place? So our lifestyle must reflect that of Christ and we must not be ashamed of the gospel. Apostle Paul informed Timothy, said, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord Jesus Christ. Anywhere you find yourself, any opportunity you have, preach the gospel. Any opportunity you have, preach the gospel. Oh, I have this particular friend a man who thinks he's a girl, who thinks he's a girl. I don't want to hurt his feeling. So it is better I keep the word of God away from him. Because I don't want to ruin our relationship. So what relationship could be better 
than being able to tell your friends the truth. Believe me, many of the people who think, many of the girls who think they are boys, majority of them were raised in a family that, ha- that, that, that is predominantly male. In a family, majority of them were raised by their single dad. And, and because of the way they were raised, they have this masculine behavior. And in certain culture, somebody who is raised among their brothers, the only girl among seven brothers, behaves like a boy, dresses like his brothers. He gets to school, is then advised and influenced by somebody to believe that he is a man. And the person is now thinking of turning himself to a man. That's the society we find ourselves. Have you seen the rate at which these propagators of these ungodly ideas have tried to take everything from the Bible and make it their own? They try as much as possible and they are spending a lot of money to recruit people to win the souls of people into this end time ungodliness. They profess themselves in the open, they come on social media and try, you speak anything against them, they, they come to, they at you like, 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 like this. They are in the top most place in social media offices. They are in our government. They are programmed themselves so they understand the law of power program themselves everywhere. Why the Christians were still doing, oh, the love of Christ is leading us. That's why Jesus himself said that the unbelievers, they are more wiser in their kingdom than the children of the light. We are doing love, love, love. Oh, Jesus doesn't want this. Who told you that Jesus doesn't want you to be in power in order for you to be able to effect what God loves? If we are being ruled by unbelievers, it will be impossible for us to be able to infect Effect what God loves as a follower because you are not in any position to make any law. Neither are you in any position to implement any law. So I always advise Christians go into politics if you have the opportunity. We have people, demonic group of people with demonic agendas. They have taken over all our government houses and they are implementing their own ideas. They are bringing down their, their beliefs their belief system upon us. While Christians sit and fold their hands, how would you be able to preach the gospel if you do not have the power to do so? In the few years to come, the entire church system might be wiped out of the entire human race if care is not taken. We must not be ashamed of the gospel and we must also make deliberate decisions to put ourselves in places of authority where we'll be able to influence major decisions in that place with the word of God, with the gospel of Christ. Strive to be the boss in your place of work. Strive to be the best in your place of work and ensure you are noticed doing your work judiciously, doing your work diligently. And you find yourself in a place of work in a leadership position, 
then you can then implement what you believe is the right system in your place. So there will be conspiracies, there will be persecutions, but because you are doing the work of God, the name of God will be glorified in your life. We must not be ashamed of preaching the gospel. We must not be ashamed of telling people who we are. I'm not saying you should hate people who think that they, they are women, people who think that they, they, don't, they don't have to marry because they are, they are whatever they call themselves. Hate is not, rejection and hate is not an option. Majority of these people, I, I preach the message, I think uh, it's about friendship or I can't remember the, the main title of the series. But I think, I think it's about depression or so. And the question was that, who gave you a shoulder to cry on? When you find yourself in the midst of life challenges, among all the people you run to, whoever showed you a shoulder, gave you a shoulder to cry on, whoever gave you hope, whoever supported you becomes your influencer they are, it is easy for them to influence you if you are not principled so you have your wife who wants to deliver your new born baby your new baby and they are asking for money in the hospital you don't have then there is one man in your area who decided to help you and paid the hospital bill that person have the power to influence your life. That person has the power to influence the direction of your life if you don't have principle in life. Whoever helps you out of a situation has power over you to influence you. So we have so many Christians who cannot even make their own decisions because they are now under the influence of their helpers. Let us strive. Let us do our best be the one who influences people. Abraham, one of the reasons why God loved him is because God considered him to be a man who would be able to influence his entire household to please the Lord. Among all your ungodly friends, or your drunkards, you need to understand that God wants to position you there in a place of authority to be able to influence their behavior. Do you know where the world is going now? Immorality came, it is being legalized, and now you can't even call it immorality again. They now come up with different names for it. There is different tags that they have given to all these vices. There are men, evil men, who love to sleep with young children, young children of seven, eight, nine, ten, thirteen. They used to call them pedophile. And now there is a system, a group of people, professors and elites who are coming up and they are saying that the word pedophile is not the right word. That just as every other person is attracted, every in, in certain sectors, some male are attracted to male, some female are attracted to female, some men are attracted to animals. It is also a normal 
behavior for a man to be attracted to anything. So they are calling them men who are attracted to minor. So they are no longer pedophile. So now, in the next few years, they are going to even legalize men, old men, having sexual affairs with seven years old girls. Women having sexual affairs with seven year old boys. We are, we are living in a society full of immorality. You know why? Because you know why their voice is able to go far like that? Because they are in a position of power. They are in a position of authority. Christians have laid low for so long. It's time for us to rise. Do not be ashamed of the gospel and do your best to rise to that level. In anywhere you find yourself, where power is given to you, and you know, power comes with influence. In your office, do your best to become the go-to individual in that place. And then you'll be able to influence the, your place of work with the, with the gospel of Jesus. I watched the movie. In that movie, the company of this man was collapsing. That he had to bring his younger brother from the village to come and manage the, the company. In fact, there was a loan, huge loan that the company took that they had only a few days to pay, but one week to pay. And that was the week the younger brother came into the city to take over the company. The first thing he did when he came was to introduce money devotion in their place of work. Because as a Christian, you know that God is the provider. God is the one who raises people. It is not your effort. It's not your abilities. So they come to the office. They use one hour earning the money to do this money devotion. And ideas begin to come. Ideas begin to come. And within one week, they were able to raise that money. They were able to sign a deal with a company who need their their services and they merged and they collaborated with this company and their loan were paid and the business continued to flourish. You need not to be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Are you listening to me this morning? Your colleagues, they don't even know that you are a Christian. They don't know you are a Christian. Listen to me, my place, if I'm working in a, in a, in a public sector, or I walk into a bank and I see a Bible at the side of the cashier that during a break time, during his break time, he's reading the Bible. That gesture alone is enough to keep some unnecessary people away from you. The fact that at your place of work, when somebody, it's your table, it's your desk. Nobody can regulate what you put on your desk, even though they hate the, the gospel. The fact that on your place of work, on your desk, you are a female cashier and some ungodly, lustful customers comes in to sort of bribe you to do something wrong or to bring a deal that will jeopardize your relationship with the Lord or the person is lusting after you, 
The if they had that intention in their mind, believe me, they had that intention in their mind. But when they come to your table and they see the scripture opened on your desk, as you are working, the scripture is just open on your desk. The person seeing the Bible alone, let's say the book of Romans, opened on your desk alone. Whatever lustful desire they have in, your, in their heart towards you, we first of all fly away. There is something about the word of God. There is something about seeing the Bible that will make them to even lose interest in you in the first place. Immediately they see you open the Bible, you say, oh, it's like this one is a, it's a, it's a religious fanatics. They will control themselves. Before they just open their mouth and begin to talk in here, they will control themselves. The fact that you have your Bible opened, at the same time, you can also attract the attention of a godly individual. Let's say you have, you have a, there's a popular devotional. Let's say tomorrow now, God blesses us and claim the day becomes very global and powerful. And you are a member, you are a follower of the devotionals. And we now have books, we have booklets, we have audio gadgets, and we have all those things. And you are working in a place, and another member from another terrain comes into your office to do something, and then they see the book, they claim the day booklet on your table. And the person is also a member. That can spark up a very good customer to the bank relationship. Say, oh, oh wow. So you are you are also a member of this. And when an unbeliever sees such thing, they, 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 they move away from you. We must never be a, a, afraid of our spiritual identity. Anywhere you go, Jesus is our identity. The gospel is our identity. It is my prayer this morning that God will give us boldness to continue to defend and preach the gospel. A time is going to come in this our generation that we will be required to defend the gospel with the power, the influence, and the opportunity we have. God is over all. And Jesus is his son. And Jesus must be preached. God bless you all, in Jesus' name. This podcast is proudly brought to you by our Anchor Partners. You can become a member through these three major channels. Visit at AT underscore events on Instagram. Select View Shop. Choose between Donate or Sponsor an Episode. Visit AT Evans Missions on Facebook. Select Shop. Choose between Donate or Sponsor an Episode. Visit ATEvans.life. Choose Donate or Sponsor an Episode. When you sponsor an episode, we will give you a shout out. And when you also donate, we will also give you a shout out and send our prayers to you. It is very important that we all contribute whatever we can to the spread of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening to today's message. Please share with your family and friends. Follow me on Instagram at 
at underscore evans i'm also on tiktok at at underscore evans i'm on youtube at at evans missions see you in the next episode